Alan, I won't deny it. I'm a nymphomaniac. I discovered sex very early. I slept with everybody. My school teacher, my sister's husband, the string section of the New York Philharmonic. I want to have sex all the time. Play all the time. Otherwise, you're just down. And what, why be down? The best way to get up is sex. I'm not like my sisters. They're so inhibited. They never want to do anything. I believe in having sex as often, as freely, and as intensely as possible. What do you take me for? How did I misread those signs? everybody, and welcome to the Dave Juskow Podcast, The Nightfly, with your host, me, Dave Juskow. How are you, everybody? Welcome to the middle of January, chilly, regular weather. There's no such thing as global warming. It's supposed to be this cold in January. Everybody knows that. And how could I misread those signs? Well, yes, again, it always happens to be your pal, Dave Juskow. You think that's a fantasy? Oh, that's no fantasy. That's happened to me multiple times. And every time it happens, I walk out and I say, how can I misread those signs? Oh, it's a real thing. Maybe he exaggerated a tiny bit, but I don't know. But here we are on podcast day, back at home again from our weary travels through central Florida and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a brand new podcast and it all starts right now. So, yes, here we are again, you and me, alone. Yeah, because um, I just can't seem to put anything together. I don't know why. I mean, I just I just don't feel like it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm done with the podcast. Now, I can hear myself over-modulating a little, but I'm, just, uh, I'm still obsessed with this. I'm going to push back a little bit. Maybe that's the problem. But uh, that's the thing with this mic is that, and I like it. I enjoy it a lot, and I don't know whether it sounds better, worse, or whatever. Um, when I have a guest again, it'll be all normal, but... I can't, I was, when I was listening back, yelling about my mother, <laughs> getting incest about my mother, I felt horrible about it actually after, um, I really, you know, I can't yell with the, with a regular mic, I can pull, I can pull myself back so I don't overmodulate, but with this one, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I tend to talk loud. I tend to scream a lot. I tend to get very angry. I'm angry today because I can't find my mail, my mailbox key and, uh, that's just like one of those maddening things. I've had the same mailbox key for 20 years. I don't know where I put it. I always put it in this little place. I don't know how I messed it up this time. I don't know how I messed it up. I don't know where I dropped it. I don't know what pants it was in. Maybe even though I lost it one time and the cleaning people stapled it to the back of the slip, I, it's not going to happen this time. You can hear my voice a little hoarse. That's because when I left for Orlando, I, I actually thought I was getting sick. But I didn't think of But I was getting paranoid. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me because, you know, I got the tickle in my throat. But I don't think it's a sickness. I think it's something I get that when I had a doctor before this asshole 
who I love, um, started with you got he, he works on a concierge basis. You got to pay him a thousand dollars a year to have the pleasure of his company, and then you know he charges your insurance. He's like, no, no, but you get personal care. I'm like, yeah, I don't get that sick that often. I only need to see you twice a year. I mean, you're a delightful person, but I don't get that sick. Ironically, I mean, I should be that sick, but you know, maybe in 20 years we'll re up this again. But right now, I just need a doctor to take a physical and like one other time a year when something's wrong. So I mean, I wish I had a thousand dollars that I could spend because I totally do it, but I don't. So now I don't have an internist. I'm a little nervous, but you know, I still have the things he gave me, which is some sort of nasal spray. And I think it's acid reflux and some pills for acid reflux. That turns into a scratchy, sore throat. And there you have it. Otherwise, I feel fine. I don't have any, uh, you know, lightheadedness or, you know, my appetite certainly ain't a problem. You know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of, you know, I'd like to Devil Wears Prada it and be like, I'm one stomach flu away from my goal weight. Mm. Also, this time I got that coffee from that place, the Pink Moose. And uh, this time, there was a girl working there. She still making it. I don't know. They're not making it right anymore. Something happened. It's not as chocolatey as I'd like it to be. I get a mocha. I don't know. Mm. It's probably better for you. I think they used to put a lot of chocolate syrup in it and stuff. But this girl, she was taking way too long. And she met, I don't know what she was doing. And they, they, that place is stupid. Oh, my God. I, I'm in such old man shit today. As soon as I, got, I was in a pretty good mood. As soon as I got home, this is my first day back. You know, it's like I, I wouldn't have done the podcast today because it's my first day back because I was on vacation. You know me. I mean, I, I, I need a vacation from my vacations always. You know, I was so excited to just be home, uh, ironically alone again, doing nothing until I get back in the saddle, which is which is kind of a good thing when you, when you go away. You know, you do get excited to be home. But, you know, so but I have to do the podcast today because it's a tells birthday on friday this coming out tuesday so the civil already happened uh his birthday's the 18th and you know how it is you remember last year was a shit show like old school insomniac david tell i mean he doesn't drink but i do and uh oh boy did i get obliterated um hoping not to do that again this year i don't know what i was uh, what point i was trying to prove i don't think it had anything to do with him i think it had something to do with my job but um Whatever, we're trying to find a place to go Thursday. Me, the uh, the birthday party will be me. It will be me, McCluskey. God, I'm really losing. I have no idea. I you know I used to know the Godfather backward for Solazzo. Oh my God! Ever since we're not doing the thing, I don't even know anymore. I think I I, I oversaturated Godfather for me. Anyway. Um, it will be me, little Bobby Golden. You might remember his uh, Billy Joel interview from 1981. <laughs> uh, Russ Maneev, of course. And adding to the fun, uh, the legendary Nick Griffin. Hilarious comedy, Nick Griffin. Great guy. I don't know if you know him. He's terrific. He's really funny. And he's like a really nice guy. Perfect person to add into the mix. And we'll figure out a place to go. But so I couldn't film it tomorrow or tape tomorrow. And, you know, nobody wants to tape on Friday. It's too depressing. So I couldn't tape it Saturday because then uh, I get stuff I get to do. And Sunday is the championship. What, am I supposed to concentrate? Well, uh, you know, we got money right and everything. Come on. People, please. So I had to do it today. I just got home yesterday and um, I'm going to put the show together because, you know, you want to have something. 
Now, I don't even know. Maybe it's a better idea to just take a break and wait until I have something to say or people to talk about or people to, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Very confused in my life right now. Very confused. You know, I got this new job. I think it's um, it's not letting me do the festive things I used to create and stuff, I think. I don't know. But I feel maybe that'll come. I don't know. Like, I haven't stayed at my job and done stuff yet because I've had stuff to do. I've been going out a lot, been more social. So maybe that's a good thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, don't forget, February 19th at the Comedy Cellar, the big Oscars show. I got to put that together, but it's it's coming along. Nikki Glazer, Joe Mackey just to add to the cast. You know, I told you I wanted to get him. I said, he's free. It's all good. Uh, that's all I got. Of course, Mateo. Find out about Rick Chrome later, but that's all I got. Bad news, though. Uh, when I was away yesterday, I found out William Stevenson uh, who we used to use in all the shows, he died yesterday or whenever. I mean, I just found out yesterday or Monday. As a matter of fact, it was, what's today's Wednesday? Um, yeah, I found out on Monday because it's like, go figure, you know, the one day I leave, it was the Comedy Cellar Christmas party. And uh, the one day I leave town, I can't go. And then I got a bunch of texts saying that he died. William Stevenson you might remember him. I mean, I mean, you know, lack of a better word, he was our go-to black guy in all the Godfathers and Goodfellas, and I was planning on using him on Back to the Future. You know, like, you know, I mean, I had it, I had it all planned out. He was going to be like, "Yeah, Mayor Whitey, what, what, Mayor Goldie Wilson?" <laughs> like, but you might remember from the Godfather. I also don't believe in drugs. <laughs> For years, I paid my people extra so they wouldn't do that kind of business. That's Jim Norton. Tatalia whispers something. Tatalia, pay attention! As I was saying, (laughs) somebody comes to them and says, I have powders. If you put up three, four thousand dollar investment, we can make fifty thousand distributing so they can't resist. I want to control it as a business to keep it respectable. Ah! I don't want it near schools. I don't want it sold to children. That's an infamia. In my city, we would keep the traffic to the dark people, the colored. They're animals anyway, so let them lose their souls. Colored boy, why you little? I'll show him. I'll give his shoes a wax buildup he'll never forget. Hey, Vito, 50 bucks says... Smells. He's never seen Caddyshack. (laughs) 50 bucks says smells, kid pitches nose. I'll take that bet, Porterhouse. (laughs) His name is Porterhouse. I hope that we would come here. Anyway, oh man. Remember how he was always so high, he'd forget to get up on stage, he'd forget his lines, and it was so funny, and he was a really great guy and a good friend for many, many years, and he used to um, be part of this poker thing at Eddie Brill's house for so many years that Sarah was a part of, and I actually knew about it before Sarah, if it was any consolation, um, but she became part of it, and he used to write these emails about the game, and I was, you know on the list, which was an honor. And it was a very serious poker game Monday. Only only comedians could play. And 
I wouldn't play. You know, I'd just sit and watch because they were so funny. And, yeah, William was great, and he just he loved getting high. And he was, uh, I guess everybody's calling him a curmudgeon. I'm sure when I die, people will say similar. But uh, he was funny. He was at the cellar every night. And uh, he was, you know, every time I would come by, he'd be sitting outside, and it was always nice to see him. And I liked using him in the shows. He was reliable. and He's a good guy. He's dead. I don't know how old he was. I guess he was in his 60s, but it was a shocker. Shocker. Sarah and I had a long talk about it on Monday. Can't believe it. She was very close with him as well, as was uh, everybody down at the the Cellar family. Um, mm. It's very sad. Uh, you know, death doesn't usually bother me, you know. You know that. And um, it just doesn't. I don't know. I'm just one of those people. So, it bother, you know, it's shocking at first. And I remember last week we had that girl, Valeska, we were talking about died. And... Um, and then I think, you know, but when I, but then I think about it, I'm like, I can't, you know, for the next couple of days, I'm like, I can't believe they're dead. I can't believe they're dead. It's so, so weird. You know, when you think you're never going to see that person again, it's very strange. Um, so I had every intention of asking him to be on the next show. Uh, he was definitely going to be an Annie. I was just going to use him as Punjab. <laughs> oh, yes, I suppose. He would be the token black guy, as racist as that is, but he didn't seem to mind, and he understood. I mean, I'm talking about, I, you know, it was stuff like in, in Goodfellas, like, hey, a couple of niggas stole my truck, you know, like, and he's like, hey, excuse me, you know, like, at least if we had him there, it seemed like validated, you have to do the line, you can't chicken out, but, uh, you know, he got it, you know, then we'd make fun, and he'd be like, what? Excuse me? What I meant was <clears throat> a couple of lovely fellas, you know, like whatever, whatever it was. Uh, uh, it's so sad, you know. So that was a bummer. I just got that while I was at Epcot Center. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, had my trip to Disney World or whatever, the, Orlando, you know, because I figure, well, I had to. Oh, so let me just do the setup for you and explain why it was uh, it turned out to be okay but it could have been a tragic trip um i've been trying to get liza my niece who's in uh umass uh a job uh at the at the prudential center you know like that my because my cousin owns it and i'm like yeah well that's a pretty good deal right i mean i never had those kind of opportunities when i was young i mean sure that sounds like an old man but i didn't my dad didn't know anybody at CBS or NBC or any of those places or whatever. And uh, so my cousin, is he's amazing. I mean, he's just so polite and nice, and he gets back to you right away. And he, I said, you know, do you think there's an internship or something that, you know, lives could do? And he writes me back immediately. I mean, this guy owns... Four sports, major force franchise he owns. New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia 76ers, Crystal Palace in the Premier League of Soccer, and some AAA team in the Yankees, right? So he's got that, and I think he has a regular job as well. I, I don't know what he does. I don't know how he makes money. Obviously, if I knew, I would try and copy it. I write him, and I say this. He writes back five minutes later. He says, hey, 
you know, his assistant, Kerry, take care of this. You know, make sure it's taken care of. You know, like that kind of stuff. So they're like, does Liza have a resume? I'm like, let me check. So I'm like, Liza, I need your resume immediately. She goes, yeah, I have one. I'm going to have Daddy check it over. I'm like, all right, but I need it right away. Give it to me by 5 o'clock tonight. It doesn't come at 5 o'clock tonight. 9 in the morning, I'm like, Liza, where the hell is the hell's the resume? And I'm not trying to be a dick. All I'm trying to do is the same thing that this guy was polite enough to do and do everything really quickly so it happens immediately because these jobs go like crazy. They have internship programs. They have, people ask me all the time, can you help get an internship? And, and if they don't get me the stuff right away, you know, I've talked to this before. I always try and help people get work, not just my niece. Other people I know, I meet along the way. I do the best I can. If they don't give me stuff when I ask for it immediately, then I'm like, what, what, why would I help you then? She goes, she goes oh, I get to my dad. I call my sister. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, we just came back from kickboxing. I'm at the office now. You know, she goes, oh, we just came back from kickboxing. It's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, dude, I, he's like, oh, Matt's going to take a look at it. I'm like, what? I need it right now. And Liza's like, oh, I'm driving to Vermont. I gave it to dad. I'm like, I'm like, you people are like the other people are like my cleaning lady and her excuses with her stupid daughter. And, uh, you know, my friend Vera, who's like, I got kids. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, you're yelling at me when I'm trying to help you get this, like, really prestigious job. I mean, even at this age, can you imagine working at, like, Madison Square Garden or something like that as a kid? No matter what you're doing, even if you're working at the hot dog stand in between college, you know that's going to be a good time. You're going to meet people. You're going to see concerts. I mean, come on. I don't know what she's going to do there, but they even asked, like, what is she majoring in so we could... I mean, this is a miracle. And I don't have her resume right away. And I'm furious. And I'm texting Liza. I'm like, you know what? Forget about it. You're an asshole. And I'm texting Beth. And I'm like, you know what? You're an asshole. And I'm like, look, I'm not being a dick. But you got to be kidding me. And no one writes me back. No one calls and says, hey, we're really sorry. Liza doesn't call and say, Uncle David, I'm so sorry. I thought my dad. I'm like, well, you shouldn't think your dad. Your dad is a slacker. That's why he's always at home. He's not doing nothing. He's a nice guy, but he's a slacker. And it's just like, you know, Liza, this isn't the way it works. You got to be on top of shit like that. I, I, I hate yelling at her, like stuff like that. She's in college. She's not supposed to be on top of anything. But it's driving me crazy, you know, because I don't want to look like a douchebag in front of my cousin. I want to get it done right away. I don't want to be one of those people. And and they're just not apologizing. They don't care. And no one wrote me back. And I'm done with a lot of them. I'm talking about I'm done with my sister, I'm done with my dumb brother-in-law. I'm done with Liza. I'm trying to help everybody. And all I'm getting in return is shit. So, so that ruined my Friday like so much. I got depressed. I got home on Friday night. And... I knew I had to pack and get ready to leave, you know, and I get so depressed leaving for a trip anyway because, you know, going traveling alone is very depressing. But I was glad I wasn't leaving at 6 in the morning. I mean, the flight was at like 10 or noon. I don't know when it was. It doesn't matter. I knew I was leaving early, but it was nice leaving like when it was already daylight and stuff was going on. Whatever, right? But I went to bed at 7.30. I went to bed at 7.30 at night, and I woke up at 6 a.m., I mean, I don't. I, I that's got to be depression, or whatever. I thought I was going to wake up in the middle of the night and pack. I'm like, I'm just, I'm depressed. I think I ate something and then I went right to bed, and I slept the whole night through. 
And I'm like, whatever. Like I set my alarm, you know, like for six, so just in case. Thank goodness. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. I I have to assume it's some sort of depression or it's angry at my family, like so angry because I'm like, I'm about to see them. And the reason I'm going on this trip is because my sister's going. Now I don't even want to see them. I do not want to see them. Fuck them. I cannot believe the selfishness of these people. And you say, if you're complaining about selfishness in your family, uh, first with my mother last week and then with my sister and her kids this week, all right, I guess it's me. I guess I am the dick. Because isn't that the way it is? They're like, I always have all these problems. And you know, then you know, well, it? maybe it's you. But I know I got the bad rap of being a dick. But I really don't think I was wrong in this time. I'm trying to help her get a job. Why don't I have that resume immediately? Or why isn't there like, thank you, thank you, thank you, I'm sorry. Something. I'm putting my neck out there too. I don't want to look like an asshole. My cousin's done a lot for me. I don't want to look like a jerk off. Anyway, so I'm like really upset. and I'm not talking to them at all. So I leave on Saturday. And I go to the airport. And it's... uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, everything's all right. You know, I'm having a, I'm like, uh, well, then I'm getting nervous. I'm getting sick, right? Because I'm making myself sick. I get the tickle in my throat. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this happen to me. I'm not going to let this happen. So I had a Bloody Mary in the morning when I got to the airport. Uh, you know, plus I was nervous to go through security with the, you know, the weed, not the weed, but the, the vapes. Uh, but that was no problem at all. And... Then, you know, so then once I'm through, I feel, I feel okay, but now I'm starting to get, like, sweaty. I, I know I'm making myself paranoid. It's just hot in the terminal or something. Anyway, I have a Bloody Mary, and I feel better, and I have some toast because then I'm nervous my stomach is going to happen, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. So everything's fine. I get on the flight. I take my Xanax. It's beautiful. There's a pretty girl sitting next to me in the middle seat for some god knows reason. She's watching Austin Powers. That's hilarious. That's the part. They don't have the TVs. You got to watch on your phones. I don't watch on my phone. I put my phone away on a plane. It was stupid. I, you know, again, I felt like putty just sitting there, you know, staring at the wall. Anyway, I fall asleep. And I didn't think I'd be able to sleep because I slept for 12 hours. Fell asleep, woke up. They said we're landing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. That is the best trip ever. So, yeah, I had some orange juice on the plane with some pretzels, you know, whatever, and just totally fell asleep. It was terrific. Woke up, landed, felt better, you know, just took everything slow, you know, that's the key. Got my car, went to the hotel. This hotel, what a piece of shit this is. It was like West Lake Spas or something. So I get there, and they're like, yeah, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm going to check in. He's like, oh, don't take your bag out. I'm like, why not? Like, oh, you got to pull your car around. I'm like, oh, I, okay. Um, I got it through Priceline. You know, it's supposed to be a four-star hotel. And uh, then they're telling, I'm like, well, why? They're like, well, you can't park right now. I'm like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I want to check in. Yeah, all the parking lots are full here. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. You know, like I was saying last week when I was getting the manicure, you turn into like a tough guy, you know, like because – Hey, I'm a man. Like, would you like a manicure? Yeah, I guess so. That'd be cool, right? Well, it's like I think when you're from out of town and you're from this area, you like want to turn into like that. I'm like, hey, hey, what are you telling me? Wait, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't got no parking for me. I'm not, I'm trying to check in the fucking hotel. You tell me you don't got no fucking park. Are you fucking kidding? 
Because you think people from other places are going to be a little scared. I don't know where this guy's from, but he's pretty serious. But you know me, too. I also just like to – I'm like, wait, wait, let me see if I got this straight. What you're saying is – because you know, i got to find out people's line of thinking. I'm like, well, I, I don't understand. You don't have a place for me to park so I can check in. This just doesn't add up. Can you explain again? Like, was, the guy was very nice, and uh, it was just so weird. Uh, so I went and I checked in, and then they got to drive around to this place, and you're in this other thing, and it's stupid, and it, it looks like a motel. But when I got inside, the the room was very nice. The bed was excellent, you know, nice big king-size bed, and it had a jacuzzi and a microwave and a refrigerator. I'm like, you know what? This ain't that bad. And I think I only spent like 70 bucks a night. And I'm like, all right, this is okay. This is all right. What am, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? I You know, I prefer the... The regular hotels, you know, that have like 30 floors and an elevator. But whatever, this this will suffice. So I leave there immediately and I go to my friend, you know, Katie and Johnny's, who I love. And uh, I stop uh, at like a Walgreens and I get some gifts for their kids and whatever. I, I forgot to give it to them. But I, uh, and I got two big cans of Heinegans, you know, like 24-ounce cans. Like, that's what I'm going to drink. I'm like, well, you know, why am I not drinking? What am I doing? This is it. This is the vacation. This is my plan. Get a little high in the vape pen. I'm going to start doing this. So I get there and I just start drinking. And we're having a good time. So you got, they got a nice house with a bar. And you get like outside. You know, it's like small, but it's the way those Orlando houses are. They have a little tiny pool, but it's all enclosed in a screen for bugs and alligators, I guess. I, I don't know. It, you know, it's funny. If you've seen the Tan Mom video and Howard Stern, they have a pool like that. They said they filmed at a mansion, but I'm pretty sure it's just some townhouse in Orlando. Mm. So I'm drinking. I'm having a really good time. And the games are on, right? So the first game is that Colts-Kansas City one. And, you know, her husband's cool. Her husband has MS, which I guess I knew, but I didn't realize, you know, because he seems okay, but I guess he's a little slow. And it's really affecting them. So they just started going on a gluten-free diet, which they have said, and people have said, like my sister knows about it too, like it seems like being gluten-free is a cure for everything. But I just read in the paper today in the post, they're like, I'm not so sure about being gluten-free. I don't know whether being gluten-free is so great. Do you remember when everybody was saying coconut oil is going to help everything? Well, where, where did that happen? You know, maybe gluten-free is a fad because now they're all talking about celery juice. That's the new thing. So I don't know whether gluten-free is a fad or not, but I guess his doctor said try a gluten-free diet. See if that slows up your MS. My God, can that really work? I mean, anything that helps, but we've heard gluten-free adds weight and it does other things, so nobody knows for sure. It's always on a case-by-case basis. The, the, there's three things and we've talked about on this podcast you can be sure of that actually help, which no matter how many years we go by, there seems to be some validity in these things. Wine. Uh, apparently a glass or two somehow helps. I don't know why, but every time they go back where you see studies, this is good, this isn't good, this is good, this isn't good, wine seems to be a very consistent Help of some sort for some things. Like, it doesn't seem unhealthy as long as you don't do it to excess, like anything. Uh, 
Uh, water, obviously healthy. Um, coffee, apparently, is not horrible in moderation. These things are one of those, you know, those fad things that seem to always be consistent in being not bad for you and also maybe a little good for you. Um, so we're, everybody's still up in the air on gluten, coconut oil. Also, another thing that seems to be very consistent, apple cider vinegar. I got to start putting that in something. That seems to be a very consistent thing too through the years. That's been very helpful, but we'll see. We'll see. We need another 10 years to figure out if that's still cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, so he's been... He was drinking gluten-free beer. He he was miserable. And uh, gluten-free pasta. I mean, it, it's sad. But he knows what he has to do. He's got three kids. He needs to survive. Unlike me, who clearly doesn't give two shits. Because what am, what, am what am I living for? What am I holding on to? So, anyway, we're watching the game. And Johnny's a, he knows I like to gamble. He likes to gamble, too. And, um... Kansas City's playing the, the uh, Colts. And I say, you know what? I'm going to take Kansas City, whatever. Whatever the bet's going to be. I wasn't sure. Maybe I wasn't sure. and But I was able to bet in-game. Like, while the game was going on, I'm going to take the first half game. I'm going to take the first half. I'm going to take – they had an in-game line. The Chiefs were up 17 – well, to nothing, I guess. Or they were up 24 to 7. Whatever they were, they were up by 17 points. And the line was 16 and a half with a whole nother quarter to go or maybe 10 minutes to go. So the question is, will the Chiefs be able to maintain the score? Will they win the first half by 16 and a half points? It is the stupidest bet ever, but I put money on it because it was funny and me and Johnny were just laughing at what a stupid bet it was. And we were having a really good time. So it comes down to the last second. And the Colts are driving. And, like, the Colts scored a touchdown, and the Kansas City made up the touchdown, so everything is the way it should be. But the Colts are driving the last two minutes. They're driving, they're driving, they're driving. And then they stop, and they're in field goal range. And we're like, ah, crap. Even three points will ruin it. So we're talking about it. We're like, oh, my God. Adam Vinatieri is going to kick the field goal. This guy hasn't missed. In 100 tries, he's the one who... Started the Patriots' fortunes. Remember the, the tuck game rule, the snow against the Raiders. He can make a kick. He propelled them in the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy is the shit of field goal kickers. He's the man. He's 40 years old. Never misses. But he missed. And he hit the uprights. And it was a big clang like in the Chicago game. And we couldn't believe it. We were going crazy. And we're like, oh, best day ever. <laughs> like I said, we were drunk, having a great time. And the whole night after that, Johnny and I were just like, just guy, this is the best night ever, right? Because I think it was. It was fun because it was fun. Uh, it was Katie's sister's birthday. I like her and I like her husband a lot. And we went to this restaurant. They were taking an Uber, so nobody was driving. We went to this restaurant called Firebirds. I don't know. It was fun being somewhere else in Orlando with fun people. Went to this place called Firebirds. Sat at this place. Then I saw that I was drinking Johnny Walker Blacks. 
having a good time. They were going down, and we ordered like this Delmonico steak or something, and it came with this baked potato. Said, "Can I get you know my favorite, the extra loaded, and the baked potato? You know the loaded baked potato. Can I get extra loaded stuff? Oh, they totally hooked me up. That baked potato was unbelievable. It was better than the whole steak." And I think I had an appetizer. Oh, my God, it was terrific. I was having a really good time. The drinking, everything was good. And Johnny just kept going. We were watching the, the Dallas game a little. I didn't even care. I didn't even care that Dallas game was going. I didn't watch that. That was the Dallas Rams game, I think. We were watching a little bit. And then I just, I, I was I was feeling good. I didn't really care about the games. It was perfect. It's the way it should always be that I shouldn't be so involved. You know, because I definitely otherwise I just would have been home watching the game, getting either depressed or whatever. But it was fun. I was having a really good time. I got just drunk enough. And then this guy, Stephen, came over who I hadn't seen in a long time, and his wife. And um, and then we then we left there, and we were able to walk. I don't know whether it's downtown Orlando or whatever it is, but we were just able to walk to another bar and then walk to another bar after that. It was great. And you can just bring your drink outdoors there because it's Florida. So everywhere has an outdoors, and every time I thought they were going to stop us, nobody cared. And then they all have like little back areas that aren't gross and seedy, like in Manhattan. They're all like big parking lots with like uh, like food trucks and stuff. It was great. It was so much fun, and just it was a perfect night. It was like seventy degrees. Uh, they, you know, it was funny. They all were like, "Oh, we were like the oldest people there," and they're young. They're like forty, um, and I, you know, I feel old everywhere, so it doesn't affect me in the least. Um, I was surprised they felt that way because I don't know. I, I was having a great time, and I, I feel everybody in Florida is the same age, so I don't think anybody cares. But yeah, we just kept drinking and drinking, and this guy had some other stuff. We're doing a little bit of a good time. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was having a really good time, and then we took the Uber home, and then they're like, Jessica, what are you going to do? You gonna you want to Uber back to your hotel? I'm like, what are you kidding me? I'm going to drive home. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. They don't worry about it. Whoa, whoa. Don't worry about it. If I feel like I can't do it, I won't do it, but I can do it. And I, I was fine. I was perfectly fine. Stopped at 7-Eleven, got a little coffee. So I stopped at the 7-Eleven on my way, and I got, like, some drinks from my house. I got some, I got the, the, the Starbucks cold coffee. I got some donuts, some cinnamon small donuts. This is all for the morning, I figure, because I never know. You know, I'm afraid to go to breakfast by myself, so I know I know how it's going to play out for me. And I got Tostino pizza rolls because I'm disgusting, and it's more out of boredom. I knew I had a microwave. Because I knew I had the microwave, I bought some pizza rolls. Now, this is something I would never do if I just ate at my own house, but I don't know. I was just looking for activities. I knew I was going to be alone in the hotel room. So I got back to the hotel room. I I, I microwaved the, the, the pizza rolls and I ate the shit out of them. <laughs> I don't know. I was having a good time. And I started up the jacuzzi. I'm like, I'm going to go in the jacuzzi. And I went in the jacuzzi. And it was all right. I, I, I didn't. Love it. I don't know. Because maybe because it's like, you know, a tub where other people are. It's a hotel, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I started to get a little freaked out, but it was still kind of fun. If it was my own home, I would have had a better time, but it was nice being in the jacuzzi and it was fun. And I was having a good time. Put my phone up. So I, I was watching Mom 
because it was the only thing my Fios got at the time. But it was uh, it was a great night, you know. I guess I must have been pretty wasted because the next morning I woke up pretty hungover, but was really happy to be in that bed. Uh, it was very comfortable. You know, hotel beds are better than my own bed. I have no idea why I'm not buying a hotel quality bed. Why don't we all have hotel quality king size beds? I mean, why am I not sleeping on that every night? I mean, even if they're the most priciest, we should all have perfect beds. <laughs> and I and I don't. And that hotel bed, hotel beds are great. So in the morning, I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm like, I know I'm going to go back over to Katie Judge and watch football. It's going to be a great day, too. Not Everything's beautiful because I got friends there and I don't got to worry about the plans, you know. So I don't mind staying in. I know I'm going to either eat with them or do something later. So I just stay in, eat those cinnamon donuts, have that cold coffee because they had the coffee machine, but they didn't have any coffee. So that's all right. And get back into bed and, um, you know, go through the TV. You know, hotels, TVs, you don't know what's going on over there. They got nothing. And I start watching this Hallmark movie called, uh, what's it called? It's called The Convenient Groom. I'm trying to figure out what made me start watching it. I guess the girl on it was kind of sexy, like older sexy. So this is the best. I looked her up. Her name is Vanessa Marcel. And she you know, she was wearing these glasses and she was doing a, a, a blog. This was the in the movie. But she she was sexy looking, but not sexy at the same time. You know, like I, I think because she was a bad actress, she was unsexy, but but she was sexy, and she was always wearing short skirts, and, you know, I like that. And she was doing this blog, The Convenient Groom. And the premise is that she does this blog about dating, but she's definitely older. I don't know how old until I looked her up. I, she's like 50, but she looks amazing because I was like, the guy looks a lot older because I thought in Hallmark movies they're all, like, young, but I guess not. I guess they're made for people my age. Which I should be making a Hallmark movie. I, what am I waiting for? I should just write one and then and then give it to them. I don't know what I'm thinking. I should make a Hallmark movie. I'm the perfect age to make a Hallmark movie. Anyway, so the premises thing, and it's one of those things, you know, you get hooked on, I don't care who you are, and it's the perfect thing to watch at a hotel. Like I wish, like when me and uh, Dr. Elliot were like, hung over one day in Atlantic City. What were we watching on TBS? We were having a great time. Uh, we were watching Night at the Museum 3, something we'd never watch. But when you're hung over and you're in a hotel room, man, it is the best watching crap. Stuff you'd never watch. A Hallmark station, you know. So this movie, so the premise is this girl has a self-help dating blog and she's just talking about dating and it's so stupid. And she is getting engaged to her, you know, fiance, and she's really in love with her fiance and the fiance, and you know the fiance is not right for her, but whatever. So they decide that she'll, that her producer decides she'll be able to get a big book deal if she talks about being engaged and does the whole wedding process on the thing because she's met the perfect man. It'll it'll be uplifting for everybody, and she get a big book deal. So she says, okay. But just at the last minute when they're supposed to have the engagement online, the 
groom says, I'm not comfortable with this. And, well, quite frankly, I'm seeing somebody else. And she's like, what? And during this time, she has run into her, a high school friend of hers, very attractive man, who now is like a woodcarver. You know, she's dating, you know, a rich guy. And he says, wood carvings. Uh, and she hates this guy from high school. So they, they run into So he happens to be there that day of the big, uh, you know, engagement thing. And he says, well, I'll step in and pretend to be your fiance so you can get the book deal. And she's like, well, I don't know. And he goes, yeah, no problem. So he steps in and, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, she hates him, but they fall in love. Oh, she falls. But, you know, she's like, this is ridiculous. You're not for me. I hate you. You did something to me in high school, which is completely unacceptable. And then you find out what that thing is, and it's stupid. And turns out he was a, a stockbroker, and he goes, I hated that life, so I decided to move here. And there, I don't know where they're living. All these things are shot in Canada, but it's the most beautiful place to live. Who wouldn't move back there? It's, it's sunny every day. It's perfect weather every day. I mean, if that's in Canada, they didn't show the bad parts. So I don't know where that was shot. I've been trying to look it up. I really have. But they don't, they don't you know, I, I don't. They don't give out details for the Hallmark films. I was looking up this girl, Vanessa Marcel. You look her up. She's cute as a button. The best part is she used to be married to Corey Feldman. Now, how hilarious is that? Apparently, she was like, I guess she was around in the 80s, and she was a soap opera star, and she was on Beverly Hills. I, I don't know her at all. But she used to be married to Corey Feldman, so she's obviously an idiot and a horrible actress. Uh, by the way, this is on again, January 30th at 2 p.m. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see some bad acting on all sides, watch this movie, The Convenient Groom. I'm telling you, it's one of those things. You know, if you're in a hotel room, you're hungover, you don't know any of the channels, there's no guide, you don't know what else is on. This was fun. And it's so funny because I'm like, well, I'll leave now. I'll leave now. I'm like, who am I kidding? I got to see how this ends. And it ends as you would have expected. So it's, uh, that was really fun. So then I went back up to Katie's and, um, you know, hung out. And we just watched TV all day. And she barbecued. She forgot. She got so drunk. She forgot she told everybody to come over for a barbecue. So she was totally screwed. And, um. You know, whatever. We just I kind of wanted to get sushi, but uh, I didn't mind just hanging out. And then I finally gave the kids their gifts, and I had planned ahead. I bought, uh, you know, like like a fart machine with other noises, you know, you know, like or wah wah, you know, those kind of things, because I know kids like them. The, the kids are what eight, eight and ten maybe. They had two twin girls and a boy. I bought them, and I knew the kids would love it. And I also knew it would annoy their parents. I know in a couple of days I'm going to call, David, I hate you. Those kids love that thing. And they did. They were playing it all night. It was so funny. You would just hear it somewhere. So I was really happy. And I remember the one girl goes, I said, I got you guys something. I'm like, oh, I hope it's a stuffed animal. And I'm like, crap. So I had to stop at the store and get them a stuffed animal. I go, no, I can't have the, the children be disappointed. I got, I got a $4 stuffed animal. You know, you're just bringing something. Who cares, right? I'm not going to bring him an iPad like the rant. I don't even get my own kids uh, anything like this. So anyway, 
that was a pretty good night. And the whole time we're watching the games, and I, oh, I got disappointed again because I was right there to make like a thousand dollars, and that stupid New Orleans Philadelphia game just didn't, you know, score enough points. But that's all right. And then I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Everybody's full. Should I go? What what time was that game over? Like seven thirty. I'm like, now what do I do? But then Katie and I just went outside and we just talked and had another beer or something. And I, don't know, I guess left around nine o'clock. No, we played HQ and then I left right after that, which was fine, you know. But it's just like, you know, when I'm in the hotel room, I'm not going to my house. I'm like, well, what am I going to do there? So I stopped at the 7 Eleven. I got some more pizza rolls. This time I got the combo pizza rolls because, you know, I need something to do. I mean, this is the problem with eating. I needed something to do. I need something to do when I go back to my hotel room. So I fucking got pizza rolls. Can you believe that? I put them in the microwave and I'm again. And I kept getting seltzer, so I thought that would help. Like, you know, I'll also drink some seltzer because you know, that'll be great. Stupid pizza rolls. It must be out of my goddamn mind. Now, Monday, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, every time I've gone to Florida, I've called this girl. She used to be a wrestler, uh, not the one that's in Glow in California, but this girl used to be a wrestler, and we've gone back and forth for a long time. She's always texting, hey, you want to go to Make Out Point, you know, because we used to fool around. And She's very sexy, but she has screwed me over all the time. I've given her money to come up here. She doesn't fly. I've given her money to come up. And that she won't call when she's here because she dates other wrestlers. You know, big guys can't really blame her. Um, she said she was going to get these, like, hooked up cable boxes for me and my friends. And I gave her, like, 300 bucks. Never saw that again. So I figured she's a scam artist. But then it turns out she's, like, working with kids or something. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. But I'm like, well, she's like, if you're going to be, are we going to meet up? Are we going to meet up? She keeps saying, I'm like, look, I don't know if I can trust you. Every time we have plans, you always let me down. So I'm not coming to you. She lives in Tampa. And apparently that's only an hour and a half trip. So I don't, so this whole time I'm getting nervous because I don't know what's happening with my sister. I don't want to call her. I'm pissed. I'm like, are they really, I'm supposed to meet her on Monday. This was the plan. They're going to Epcot Center at four o'clock. This has always been the plan. And I haven't heard from any of them yet. And I even called my mother on Monday. I'm like, do you know anything? And she's like, oh, I didn't even know you guys were going to Epcot Center. <laughs> and I don't want to call. I'm like, I'm done. And I called Katie. I'm like, will you have lunch with me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, sure, because she has to work. So I'm like, I'm not going to call my sister. I mean, she's, can she, can they really come? to Florida with all these plans. And, and remember, she screwed me in the first place because I didn't know she was coming late on Monday. I thought I was going to meet them for the whole day Monday. So my plans were a mess. But I decided to meet this girl. She said she's going to come visit me at Disney Springs, which was like that old, um, what was that called? Like Paradise Island or something. And And it was right by my hotel. I'm like, all right, all right. I'll meet you there. If you're going to come all the way up here, I'll meet you. But I might have to leave at 4 o'clock. I don't know. And I can't, I can't introduce my family to this girl, let alone I can't afford to take her to Epcot Center. It's, it's expensive. I don't know what I'm going to do yet still. So I'm all up in the air, but I meet this girl. I tell Katie, I'm like, don't worry about lunch. I'm going to meet this girl. I, I, she's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to meet this girl. 
And I'm thinking, I'm really thinking, if she's coming up this way, well, I'm thinking we're, we're going to have sex. I, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm thinking, no, it's going to happen. I mean, that's what this girl does. She's going to come to the hotel. You know, we're going to we'll have a good time. We'll have some drinks. And we'll come back to my hotel, which is like five minutes away. And we'll have a good time. And it'll be great. And that's the plan. <laughs> As you've heard often, you know, when I'm preparing. And, of course, why I had to play the clip up front. Because I think we all know how this is going to end. So I, I get to that place. And I meet her right away. And she, I can't believe she actually showed up. And uh, we're walking around. It's, it's okay to see her, you know. And I'm like, oh, I guess we can eat somewhere. And we go to this place. This is some of the, one of the boathouses or something. And I'm like, what do you want to drink? She goes, oh, I don't drink anymore. And I'm like, well, that's that then. I mean, that was I knew that was over. I'm like, what do you mean you don't drink anymore? That's your thing. And she goes, yeah, I don't drink anymore. I'm like, well, lucky me. Well, isn't that just perfect? I think she's only fun when she's drinking. But, um, you know, I didn't really care. I guess I was just glad I was doing something, right? So so we ordered, like, salads because I, I didn't like anything on the menu, and I wasn't sure what I was doing. I ordered a salad, and, and we put steak on it. And we both ordered the same thing. Salad was fucking horrible. But it cost 56 bucks for two of them. Couldn't believe it. it was so bad. But she wasn't complaining. And she was going, she always used, usually wears shorts and stuff, and she looks sexy, but she was like wearing pants. I'm like, what is going on here? But it was cold that day. It was cold. But still, usually, you know, that's the fun of her. Well, now she's all sober and working with kids. I'm like, well, oh, perfect. You finally show up. This is what I get. This isn't fair. But then I found out some real fucked up shit about her, which I kind of knew but didn't know the, the whole thing. She was married to a wrestler. Remember then, now she's in the lowest rung of wrestling, you know, like the movie The Wrestler, but was never at the level where that guy, like, saying, lowest rung of, you know, Florida underground wrestling. And she married one of these wrestlers. And she was telling me, I knew they were married, and I knew that he hit her multiple times. Kind of guess what you get when you marry a wrestler, I don't know. But I didn't realize, like, what a crazy dick this guy was. And I believe her. She told me that, you know, he used to hit her. He was obviously very jealous. She was pretty much held captive for however long they were married. Now, the problem is they're still married, and she doesn't have money to get divorced, doesn't even know how to reach him. But she finally somehow got out. He wouldn't let her go to her mom. She, she, was, she would have to take pictures around the house. And then if she went out when she knew he was wrestling... He would have to give her, she was like, well, show me a picture if you're watching TV. Like, it's pretty bad. I feel bad for her. And apparently she had money, like her parents had money. But when she was leaving him, he took all the money out of the bank account. And now she has nothing. And I do believe her. I didn't give her any money. She wasn't asking for money. Um, I believe that's true. Uh, so then she told me that this wrestler guy is dating another girl and they had a baby and the baby died. And she's convinced the guy smothered the baby. Now that's some fucked up shit. Then she has no proof. She doesn't know, but she knows he's capable of this. If that baby was screaming or crying too loud, 
she could see him doing that. How fucked up is that? This guy, he's got to be stopped. I mean, this guy sucks. I mean, that's a fucked up story. That's a fucked up story. Um, I want to help her get divorced, but I don't know how to do it. I mean, just divorce. I mean, they don't have to do anything. She just needs the paperwork. She just wants out. I feel bad for her. And now she works in, like, you know, daycare or something like that. and It's, like, weird. But, uh, yeah, I feel bad for her. I mean, we've been, you know, kind of friends for a long time, even though she's dicked me over a couple times. But she said that was all from drinking, and I can believe her that, too, because every time she was loaded, she was a mess. So she seemed pretty realistic, but that's that's a messed up story. I wonder if we could prove that somehow. Oh, shocking. Anyway, then she, it turned out she got a text saying she had to go back to work. You know, she called in. She called in. I said, uh, you just got that job. Is that a good idea to call in? She's like, yeah, whatever. But then she, this girl that usually hooks her up, she's like, can you get here by four? Because I'm having some trouble. And she went back. She went back, and I'm like, that's cool, because I think I'm going to meet my sister. I don't know what's happening, but I don't know what else to do with you anyway. So, you know, then it was pretty clear, uh, you know, how can I misread those signs? But uh, so she went back, and I dropped her off, and I gave her 20 bucks for gas because she's got a car that is like she has to keep feeling good. She can't fix the oil leak. I know she has no money. I mean, I know that's a real thing. When you're a wrestler, I know it. My friend John Weber's a wrestler. He's told me some fucked up stories where they're like really chipping in pennies to go to Denny's. So and then she leaves and I'm walking around and I'm like, is is, is Beth really not going to call me? And I'm looking at their flight. I'm like, has their flight come in? What's happening? And then I'm starting to get really depressed. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't want to go back to my hotel. I'm right near Epcot. Is she really, should I just call? But I hate them so much. I'm so mad that they were so selfish. And and all, all that's going through my head is this song. Oh, my God. I, I get so depressed from a boy named Charlie Brown. Those Charlie Brown movies were the most depressing movies you ever saw growing up. And this guy's singing this fucking depressing song. Now the shadows this is what's going through my head while I'm walking around this stupid Disney spring. What should I do? Should I drink? Should I not drink? I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink. I just had some coffee. I was walking around. And Charlie's at his day. His very special day. I'm thinking to myself, I got no family now. I have nothing. I'm single. I'm watching all these families going around or or couples, I'm like, I, I can't be more depressed. I'm like, this is my life. This is a fucking horrible position to be in. I can't believe, like, the happiest place on the earth has become, like, the worst place for for everybody's pal, Dave Jessica. I'm so fucking depressed. How do I remember? I remember how depressing this song was in 1969 when I saw it. How fucked up is that? I I, I remembered this song. I'm like, well, this song goes through my head when I'm down. Why would they make a kids movie with this kind of depression? Oh my god! Oh, 
Although that end part's fun. Hey there, Charlie Brown. Oh my God, what's the matter with me, right? And I'm walking around and then it becomes, and I'm calling Katie. I'm like, what should I do? She's like, just call her. And I'm like, no, no. And I know that's what I should do, but I don't, oh, I don't want to. But I did text Dory at one point because I was at the place where we saw her dance and I'm like, yeah, I just put, oh my God, didn't hear from her either. But I knew I wasn't going to hear from her. So then four o'clock rolls around. I'm heading to the garage and I'm like, what should I do? Should I just go to Epcot? Do I spend the money? There's no discount. Cost $116 to go in for four hours. It closes at 930. What should I do? What's going to happen? And so I'm, I mean, I'm walking around pretty much three hours walking around. I just was done drinking, you know. And finally at four o'clock, she calls. I see her name, my sister. I said, you called. And I don't even think she even knew I was upset. I don't think anyone knew I was upset you called. Oh, I'm so happy. And she's like, yeah, I just got it. Eliza was like, weren't we supposed to call Uncle David? And I'm like, yeah, I sent Dory a text. And she was like, Dory, did you get a text from Uncle David? Yeah. She didn't tell anybody. And they, I, I don't know, like even after they didn't respond to any of my stuff, they weren't even, I don't even, they, maybe I can still forgot it. I don't know. I don't know if that's worse or better, but right then I was just like, oh my God, this is great. I'm meeting you guys. I'll see you at Epcot Center. I was so happy. I was so happy because I really, that would have ruined my my trip just to be, so I know they wanted me to pick them up at the airport. And I'm like, well, screw that. But it all worked out. So then I went to Epcot. I drove there. I get to the parking lot. It costs 25 bucks, and now I'm angry again. 25 bucks to park. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going. I was just checking it out. I mean, I think I'm going, but maybe I could I could have maybe taken a boat or a monorail or something. Oh, my God, I'm so angry. It costs 25 bucks, And then you got to go in for four hours, $116. I'm like, oh, my God, this trip is costing a fortune. So I go in and I meet them. And it's just like as soon as I saw them, I was so happy. I gave my sister a huge hug, like 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 Fredo gave Al Pacino when you know when he said uh, you can come in at our mother's funeral. I, I was so lonely and depressed. I was so happy to see everybody, and then we just had fun. And quite frankly, if I can be honest, I was there from what. 4.30 to 9.30, five hours. I got to tell you, I think I had $100 worth of fun. I think that everything I did just at Epcot Center was $100 worth of fun. I really believe that. Um, first, we went to this Pixar Films Festival, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to sit through a movie. But you know, the thing is, everything at Disney is always better than you think it's going to be. So we go in, they have three shorts, and I'm like, this is stupid. But my sister, I'm not questioning anything, but it turns out it's in 3D. I'd never seen like a new Fangle 3D movie, and the three shorts are excellent. The first one's like an old like Steamboat Willie, but it was made as a joke, so they could come out of the screen and do 3D stuff, so it was cool. The second one was about this little, little cute little duck. 
it's like Pixar animation. You know, it was really good, and he's just born. And he's and it was great, really funny, like like seven minutes long. But the next one was so messed up because it was about this dog who this guy finds on the street. It's called the Feast. I don't know if you can find it anywhere. And this guy's just feeding this dog, just like I used to feed Selena, pizza, hamburgers, meatballs, spaghetti, you know, anything this guy was eating. He was going crazy. He was watching football. He was like, ah, and the dog's eating all the scraps and having the best time. And just the way I used to feed Selena, all of a sudden he meets a girl, and she makes him eat healthy. It's really funny. So they just keep giving this dog this healthy stuff. They just put a sprig of something on it. And it's really, and the dog is just like, and then uh, I guess the guy, I guess they get separated, and the guy's all upset, and he starts eating that way again, and and then the dog missed the. I don't know. It's all. It's all. I'm like, oh my god, this is me. Except that uh, you know, would I give all that up if a girl asked me to? Probably, since I'm eating just out of lack of better things to do. So that movie spoke to me a little bit, and then we went to. Um, this test car thing, which was like you make your own car or something, and then, oh, no, no, then we went for dinner. No, no, then we went to the Finding Nemo ride, which Dory goes, this is the best ride. This is my favorite ride. This is how idiotic Dory is. This is the worst ride I've ever been on, and I solidified that with my friend Caitlin at work today. She goes, oh, my God, that's the worst ride. I'm like, I know, and Dory, and the whole time we're just making fun. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't understand. Is something going to happen here? Because this is the worst ride I've ever been on. It's like they didn't even try. They just put you in the cars. And usually, you know, the cars are good. But it's just like pictures from Finding Nemo. It, it's it's the worst ride I've ever been on at Disney. And it's Dory's favorite ride. And that just makes you think, what the hell is the matter with this girl? Meanwhile, I just found out today she got into the Rutgers School for, dental, for Dentistry or whatever, which is nice. But... Uh, she should go away to school and figure shit out. There's something wrong with her that that's her favorite ride. I dare any of you listening to this, if you haven't been on it already, to go to Epcot Center, go on this ride, and think anything different than what is wrong with Jessica's niece? She's like an idiot. There's just no other reason. She's a retard. you got to take her to the zoo. I mean, it's really messed up. It's a bad ride. Oh, my God, this is my favorite ride. She's crazy. So then we ate at this Marrakesh restaurant in Morocco. It was fun going to the village. You know, it's uh, I haven't been to Epcot in 40 years. Really, since 1977, since it opened. We ate at this Marrakesh place. Matt and I had some Johnny Walker Blacks. I was ready to drink again. I was in a good mood. I was feeling good. Feeling good, Lewis. Had a couple of drinks. Then we went on this test car ride, which, you, you know, you make your own car. Big deal, big deal. But then you... Get in the car and it goes really fast and it's like a roller coaster and I do not like that. Uncle David does not care for that nonsense. But it was fun and I wore these uh, hilarious glasses because I knew they were taking a picture and if we can get a copy of that picture, I'll try and put it on uh, on Twitter. But I think they blew it somehow. I don't know. I got to get a copy of that picture. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> you can see Uncle David like scared out of his mind, but he's wearing ridiculous glasses knowing full well the picture was going to be taken. And then there's this rocket ship to like... Mars or something, and if you take the orange ride, no, a rocket ship to the moon, you get sick on it, and Beth got sick on it. It's like you move, but then you step out. You don't realize you've been spinning so fast. So we all took the lame green ride. 
But I was still nervous. When you're sitting in the thing, you know it's a video. You're just watching a video of you rocketing. But I was nervous the whole time, rocketing to the moon. I was panicked. I don't like rides like that. I'm a sissy. And that's just a video screen. And I know I'm watching the video screen. I still can't help myself. And you're just pressing buttons. And I'm the engineer. I'm just working the camera. And I'm like, best should I press the camera again? Do you think the camera again is out of this mess? But it was still having a great time, you know. Really good time. And, uh, and that's all we did, I think. And then there was some fireworks. I mean, really, what are we going? Three, four rides. Just super fun. I, I swear to God, even those just four rides. It, that, that's, I mean, when you say Disney World's expensive, I mean, it has to be expensive. They really put a lot of work into that stuff. It's beautiful, all that upkeep, all those people that work there, and they only charge you 100 bucks. It's definitely 100 bucks worth of entertainment. I mean, if a movie costs 15 to 30 bucks, if you can consider food and all that stuff, I mean, this is a pretty good deal. I don't, you know, at first I thought it was really expensive, but it was totally worth it. I hadn't been to Epcot in years, and I had a really good time. And then we went back to the Port Orleans Hotel. That's where she was staying, and I drove her back, and uh, we had a couple of drinks at the bar, just me, her, and Matt. And I was just really content, and I was like, all right, all right. This trip just became okay, you know? It came okay because... The, the whole thing with Beth was really bothering me the whole trip because I was going to call her about some other stuff, and I call her almost every day, and I was just, I thought they were mad at me, and I was like, how could they be mad at me? But it all worked out, and I couldn't wait to leave. I was perfect. You know, I'd had enough Disney. I mean, I could have probably used another. I could have used a full day, gone to the Magic Kingdom, you know. But, oh, my God, and it was great. Going at that time, it was cold. We zoomed through. There was no waiting online for anything. They had fast pass stuff. We just zoomed through. I was allowed to go in everywhere. We zoomed through lines that would normally be, and it's an hour from this point. Oh, it was terrific. The only way to go to Disney World, I guess I suggest going that the week after New Year's, but the week before Martin Luther King Day, and just go after 5 o'clock. When it's cold, you'll hit every ride. It's beautiful. I mean, why bother going in the daytime? Either go in the early morning or go late at night, and you can just hit every ride you need to hit. It's great. So they took the plane on my boy, who works at United. He hooked me up. He got me another seat. Had that TSA pre-check. Must have saved me 45 minutes. It was beautiful. I had another Johnny Walker Black before I got on the plane. Some spinach and artichoke dip. Then I got kind of sick. But, you know, everything was cool. Another... Easy trip back because you know I'm used to going to LA where it's like oh my god it's seven hours it's like two hours and a half it was beautiful it's great taking a short trip and then I saw my friend at the airport we we're just talking like I was so happy to be on the ground I had my car parked there in the you know uh, at the airport and I, I just couldn't wait to go home parked in the parking garage walked home with my luggage in the freezing cold and and could got home. Ordered some food. Couldn't wait to order food. Ordered some, what did I order? Some Chinese food. Couldn't wait to order food. Ordered the Chinese food. Went to bed at 7.30. And woke up the next morning. Like at 7 in the morning. Couldn't. I love coming back and just being home. Watching TV. Really, you know, it's, I mean, but you have to go away. Even a person like me who doesn't like to travel. You have to go away to appreciate it. 
to say you did something, you know, on me especially. So if I was going to go to San Francisco next week, you know, that would have been fine. At that time, I was just like, I hate traveling. I hate hotels. I hate everything about it. I really do. But once I get home, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did it. Because that's what it all comes down to. Oh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad it's in the past. But I I realize now I could never do that San Francisco trip because I'm out of money. I had to pay so much goddamn money. Everything costs money. I don't know. $56 salads. $100 for Disney World. $25 for parking. Oh, shit. $75 for extra legroom. What? Too much money. I couldn't afford to go away again just in a month like that. I just couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. I got hair to pay for. I got to say, I was looking at my hair today. It looks, I I feel like it's coming in. I look good today. I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, hey, you look okay. I don't know what the deal is. Which was funny because the day before I looked horrible. I hated myself. I looked fat and gross. I must have been wearing something very slimming. I think it's because I was able to layer again because it got colder. In Orlando, it was like 80 degrees when I was there. And it was um, it was beautiful. But layering is better for me. Clearly. So. Oh. There's plenty more to talk about. I thought we were through. We're through with uh, the week. Wow, we talked uh, for a long time about the the thing. You know, I can't figure out whether any of this is interesting anymore. I really don't. I'm not sure about the podcast anymore. If I'm sitting here telling you about my week, it's not very exciting. I don't know. But this is what the podcast is, right? And then sometimes it's this and sometimes it's other stuff. But here's what I wanted to talk about today is a couple of things. Oh, first of all, remember I told you last week about that show, Fam. I was going to watch that show, Fam. So I watched it with Gary Cole, and it is bad. But that Gary Cole is so good, I'm looking forward to seeing it this week. He's good. Also, this guy, Brian Stokes Mitchell, is he's a musical theater guy, so they let him sing a couple times. I like that, obviously. But there's no way it can last. There's no way it can last. It's fucking stupid. But I still enjoyed it because Gary Cole is really good. And, uh, you know, the girls in it are kind of sexy. And that works for me. What I wanted to talk about was the um, box office uh, from 2018. Top grossing movie, 2018 Black Panther. I think everybody knew that. Unbelievable. But look at the top 10. You ready for this? Maybe you've seen this. Or the uh, top 10. This is unbelievable. I mean, I know this is the way the world, and we've talked about this before. Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War. Incredibles 2, Jurassic Park, Deadpool 2, Aquaman, which just came out, so that's going to be sick, Dr. Seuss the Grinch, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Solo a Star Wars Story. So you got Star Wars, Animation, Dinosaurs, and here's the one that's number eight, which I missed, which I, I didn't tell you. Well, let me tell you what else, too. Venom, A Star is Born is up there, Bohemian Rhapsody. All these things are already number 13 for the year, and they just came out, so we know where these are going. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, those are all movies that have just, you know, came out either in November or December, so they're probably going to... And Aquaman's already... Well, that came out December 21st. It's already number six on the highest grossing movie of 2018. DC's got to be happy about that. Crazy Rich Asians, 16 for the year. That made $174 million. Mary Poppins Returns already up there in that Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. That's kicking ass. Uh, 
and that just came out in December. But the one I wanted to tell you about, number eight, number eight, in 2018, Mission Impossible Fallout. What I'm trying to say is when you look down this list, I'm looking at every, I got one to 21 here, and there is not one movie besides Avengers, which does not count, really, that has an actor that sells movies, like a Tom Cruise. As much as we want to make fun of this guy, this guy has been a box office star since the early 80s. And he and this whole list of superhero, animation, and Star Wars is the only person to have a movie that came out in goddamn July, a a regular action movie, at number eight. Tom Cruise, still a bankable movie star. No one... I can think of has had longevity like that, especially in this day and age when it's also beers. The only one I was going to say was Robert Downey Jr., but he is not the box office powerhouse that Tom Cruise has been over his career. Robert Downey Jr. has um, longevity, but he's not the star of these movies, and you're not going to see Robert Downey. You're going to see Tom Cruise in a movie. It's fascinating. Uh, you might be able to put in Paul Rudd and Ant-Man, but that's still a superhero movie and doesn't count. Tom Cruise is the only star, the, older, the oldest star. I'm trying to think of anybody. Now, Bradley Cooper's in here, but he ain't been around since the 80s because the star is born as number 12, and that'll come up. Uh, you have Hotel Transylvania 3. That's Adam Sandler, but that's animated. He's been around since the 90s, but he hasn't been around since the 80s, and it's an animated story. I mean, th- I mean, right? I mean, that's something else. And so then I was looking at, you know, his movies, and um, I did it from highest grossing lifetime. Uh, you know, so the highest grossing lifetime for Tom Cruise is War of the Worlds. This is his highest grossing movie of all time, $234 million. From 1905, 2005, this uh, Mission Impossible Fallout is now number two on the list for Tom Cruise. Then Mission Impossible 2. So all the Mission Impossible, he's very smart. He came in with the Mission Impossible, he says, this is going to be my thing. And he's made five of them. Mission Impossible 2 then, um, ironically, Austin Powers in gold, member, even though he's a uh, cameo, that's... His fourth, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, that's four. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible. So all the Mission Impossible movies are next. Then Top Gun, Rain Man, The Firm, Jerry Maguire, A Few Good Men, Mission Impossible 3, and Minority Reports. So this, whatever, right? This isn't even, these are still movies that have made over. Then you have The Last Samurai, Tropic Thunder, Interview with the Vampire, Collateral, Vanilla Sky, and Edge of Tomorrow. And all of those have made at least $100 million. 
I'm not going over the ones that have made less than that. Here's the ones that are adjusted for ticket price inflation. You know, this is my favorite thing. Because uh, if you look at that, Gone with the Wind is the highest grossing movie of all time. For ticket price inflation, Top Gun is number one at $424 million if you take in inflation. Top Gun. Rain Man is number two. Mission Impossible, the original, is number three. Mission Impossible 2 is number four. The Firm, War of the Worlds, A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire. And, and this is still, we haven't even, this is inflation. Inflation, you go all the way to 100 million. If you're talking about inflation, it goes all the way to number 25. And Cocktail's in here all right. You got that right. And that's when he was just in the 80s and he wasn't even Tom Cruise yet. I am fascinated by him. He's such a weirdo and um, a strange dude. But, oh, my God, he knows how to pick movies, I guess. And whatever. So what? It's the uh, Mission Impossible movies. The guy is still relevant. And quite frankly, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it with other people. The Edge of Tomorrow movie is great. It's so good. I like that movie night and day which didn't make a lot of movie, a lot of money. Uh, that's with Cameron Diaz. I like that movie, um, Jack Reacher. I like those movies. I like all those movies that he's made. But it's amazing. I'm trying to think. We have to think. Was Paul Newman or Robert Redford that bankable a star for that many years? Were they really this kind of power box office? We know they were really big in the 60s and 70s, but they couldn't pull it off in the 80s. I don't think they had a 30-year career. They had the 30-year career, but this guy's starring in movies, the number eight movie, all him, in 2018. That's, tell me I'm not crazy about that. That's something else, right? I mean, that that's that's a thing. I don't know how it's going to end for this guy. I don't know what we're going to find out about Scientology and all that, but goddamn. Well, I had some other stuff to talk about today, but you know what? I think I'm going to call it a night. Um, you know, my throat's a little sore, and uh, I don't know. We've uh, we've talked for a while. Now, next week, again, I'm hoping to get Memo on so we can hash out our problems like me and my sister did. Uh, even though they're not truly arsed up or whatever. Um, and then I really, I just, I'm telling you, I don't have a lot of plans. Um, I, I I don't know why. I, I can't, uh, you know, I get in these phases where I'm like, okay, let me come up with plans. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to have, you know, this podcast doing this and this podcast doing that and stuff like that. But um, just haven't, put it together yet I, I don't know why uh so i'm sorry uh I, I i've been a little lax on the podcast but i will build it up again and i will get it right and we will put this show back on track i know it i know you can trust me right i mean you still want to do it right i i think everybody's still on board there's so much more to do i just have to put it together i don't know what my problem is but I'll get it right, everybody. Going all the way back to 1985. Here's Sammy Hagar. Your love is driving me crazy. Yeah. No, but that's our show for this week. So 
Uh, all right, so we got the AFC NFC Championships this weekend, which will already be passed when you heard this. So we'll see if I'm depressed next week. I don't think I will be. You know, we have, we're in that Staten Island pool. Maybe we'll win some money from that. But it should be fun that Sunday. And then I got my Sundays back with the Super Bowl. But um, I don't know. The championship Sunday is always awesome. I think we should, instead of Super Bowl parties, we should do championship Sunday because you got two games and the 6.30 game goes late. But it's Martin Luther King Day after that. So you got a holiday. That's what we should be celebrating instead of the Super Bowl. I should, Super Bowl, I should just watch at home with myself, which I prefer to do anyway. I should have the party on Sunday. So, I don't know. But we'll find out what happens after that. We were talking about, what are we talking about? The Chiefs and the Patriots. That ought to be interesting. I'm going to make a prediction. The Chiefs. Oh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to say that they're going to they're gonna figure out. They're going to figure out the Patriots. Because remember, they lost by three points. Maybe at home. Maybe it took them to lose to them, and they'll figure it out. And I'm going to say with the Saints and the Rams, oh, I'm going to say the, Sa- the Saints. I'm going to say the Saints. And if you got the Chiefs against the Saints, I don't know. There's no reason the Patriots or the Rams won't be playing, but I'm pretty sure no one wants to see the Patriots anymore. So get lost. But Whatever. There it is, and uh, that's the podcast for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you as we get further into 2019 and further into January of the Nightfly with Dave Jessica. I hope everybody has a great week, and I hope you had a great holiday yesterday and a nice three-day weekend, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Good night, everybody. Your love is-